0: Welcome to Four Points Online. We are so honored that you're with us here today. And if God has used this ministry to change your life, we wanna hear about it. So go to fourpoints.org mystory and tell us. You know what, it's because of your generosity that we are able to expand the kingdom. If you wanna give and be a part of what God's doing here at Four Points, go to our website and choose the safe and secure option. Or you can download our app and give there as well. And now we are so excited about hearing a powerful word from God today. I need y'all to know this. Last week was a message that I was excited about, but this week is a message that I have not been sleeping about because I'm so excited. Because I believe that The next several weeks is about seed, and I believe that you'll begin to understand some things. I don't care if you've been in church your whole life, y'all, or if you're just experiencing church for the first time. I don't care if you've known about Jesus since you were born and your parents. This is my story, so if this isn't y'all, that's cool with me. But if your parents made you learn the books of the Bible in a song when y'all were three, somebody talk to me that you know that. Come on. Or you're just getting started. This is for you today. I'm telling you, I'm so excited. I'm pumped up, and I believe God's going to do something great. So let me just ask you, let me just ask you. How many of you guys would be honest with me and talk to me in this place that you would love to leave a legacy that lasts and counts and that means something to to the world and that honors God? How many of y'all would agree with me that that's what you want your life to be? Let me see it. Let me see it. Everybody. And some of y'all are like, I, I don't know, is that what I'm supposed to do? Like, this is weird, but this is what a legacy is, y'all. This is what the whole thing that we're talking about is a heritage, and inheritance. So so we receive a great inheritance, and we leave for the next generations behind us. Why? Because that is why God purposed us. That's why he, he made us. That, that's the exact thing that we're supposed to do. And so this is the tension, y'all. This is what I've been feeling in my spirit with this journey that God is taking me on in the kingdom and, and beginning to understand some things, this is, this is what I feel like. So why? like, Why does it feel like things aren't progressively getting better in the kingdom? Why does it feel like when I look outside, and I'm talking about the church now, we'll, we'll leave the rest to the rest, we realize what's going on in the world, but in the church, why does it feel like that the reality is that we have as many or more issues to overcome and that we're seeking all kinds of kingdoms but it's not his and that there's all kinds of junk but we don't know what to look for first and and that seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness is the last things on our minds so many times. So why is that? What's the deal? And I think, I think, I think that the mindset that we have is the number one issue. Because we live in a do-as-I-say-not-as-I-do world. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? If y'all have kids and you don't know what I'm talking about, then, then you're just a better parent than I am. Because we'll have behaviors, right, and we'll have things that we're doing, but we'll look at our kids like, don't ever do that. It's going to be awkward, right? It's not going to work. And so today what I really want to teach you on a seed, and I want you to know this, I want you to know this, that the seed is in season. And it's on schedule. And it is the season for seed. Guess what? In your life, it is always going to be the season for seed. There will never be a time that you are not to be obedient and sow seed. And see, this is the problem is what religion wants to do is fix your behavior. But what God wants to do is change your mind so you'll walk with him and do exactly what he's purposed for you to do. The purpose of religion and the reason that religion is killing us is because there's behavioral modification all the time. But what Jesus has purposed in you is to understand that you have seed in your hand. I want y'all to understand this. When I speak a word to you, there is a seed going out. The Bible is a seed. You've decided in your heart whether you'll be good soil or rocky soil. And when my words hit you, guess what? It doesn't fall on me anymore. You've made the decision whether or not you're going to listen. And people leave and go to Pastor, preach the bad word today. You might have received. It a good word, and put a, put a little hard soil, if you know what I'm talking about. I had a little rocky soil that it was going out to because it's not on the pastor if he's prepared and God's given him something. So I need y'all to preach with me and I need y'all to be good receivers because listen, when it leaves my mouth, it's not on me. He's done the work. He's the one that gets the glory and he is the one that has prepared the table. And I need y'all to know something. If we'll ever get this mindset I'm telling you, if 25 of us will get this mindset, better yet, 400 plus will get this mindset. Y'all cannot even imagine. People watching online, you can't even imagine what will take place because there truly will be a kingdom shift. This is the thing that's got me stirred up, y'all. This is not an I hope so or maybe someday or, or this is crazy or, or I'm gonna give them this big pipe dream and, and we never can really do it, but this is absolutely guaranteed because it's backed by heaven. If we'll follow his plan. And I'm not talking about the 12 steps too. Because that's crap. And people will lie to you. And there's not 12 steps. There's one. Follow him. Listen to what he says and do it. And it is time. Everybody say time. Time. To go. It's time. It's season. It is seasoned now. To do it. And let me show you what I mean. I'm just going to give you a lot of scripture today. Does that work with y'all? Yes. Yes. I believe this first part in Genesis. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Genesis 1 and then eventually we're going to turn to the New Testament. But I've got to give this as background because I think this will help you understand. Genesis 1, 1 says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And it was without form and it was void and darkness filled it and God spoke. First thing that happened was God speaking. Anytime God speaks, something big time moves. Did you know that? And he said, let there be light, and there was light, and then things began to shift. And then in verse 11, God said, let the earth sprout forth, sprout vegetation, plants yielding. What's this word? Seed. That was like magic, because I didn't even touch it that time. Seed and fruit trees bearing fruit, which is their seed. That's big. Fruit trees did not bear all kinds of different fruits, and it was from your seed. This is kind of frustrating. Did you know that you're not responsible for my actions? Well, he was mean to me. It's still my seed. Well, this happened to me and I've had, it's my seed. I've decided in my heart. I'm not saying some of y'all had not been through unbelievably terrible events in your life. But what I am saying is we've sown into whatever we're reaping today. And you always reproduce after your own kind. Watch this. This is what the Bible says. Each according to its kind. Not according to the kind that it wishes it was. Not according to the kind that it was a little bit taller and wish I was a baller. and Wish I had a little girl look good. I would call her. Some of y'all remember that song. You're going to reproduce after your own kind. That's what the seed was going to do. So look at this. On the earth. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed according to their own kind. And there's like this reoccurring theme in Genesis 1, and trees bearing fruit, which is their seed. Each according to. Y'all see the repetition when, when you start seeing things in the Bible, especially when it starts in the beginning and it continues throughout. There is principle that God is teaching. He did not just put that in there just for fun. He put it in there so we could learn from it. Everything reproduces after its own kind. And then God had this thing that he decided to do. All this stuff had taken place. And then in Genesis 1:26, God speaking Trinity God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Because I think the verbiage here is so interesting. The language is so interesting. Because God said, he didn't say let me. He said let us make man in our image. After exactly like he is, let us make man. Now, I need you to get this because if you don't get this part, you're going to miss the rest of the series. doesn't even matter if you miss this. Let us make man in a seed that is exactly like mine. We are not God, but we have the mind of Christ when we are made new in him. And if I am walking in him, it is not behavioral modification that takes place. I'm becoming more and more and more like the seed that I came from. Because I was seated in Christ Jesus. Listen, my mom and dad are my parents, and that is where I came from, earthly speaking. But way before I was born, way before they even thought of me, God knew me. When I was in my mother's womb, he knew my innermost parts. I was fearfully and wonderfully made. Why was that the case? Why was I fearfully and wonderfully made? Because he was going to make me in his image to have a great purpose, but not just me. Every one of you are this. Every one of you have a purpose, and your purpose is to do what your seed is from. You are like Christ. Look what it says. After our, what does it say? Likeness. And let them have dominion. This is your purpose. This is what we're supposed to be. Dominion over the fish of the sea and of the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth. I remember, everything creeping that creeps on the earth. And so before Adam and Eve sinned, they, were, they had dominion. They were walking as God intended for them to walk. When they spoke, there was authority behind their words. When they spoke, they had heaven backing them and, and things moved when they spoke. Does that sound like the church today or are we silent and nothing happens when we speak? And so God created man This word man is mankind. It's both male and female. God created us in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Now this is the verse that's the shift, and this is where I need your mindset to get to today, y'all. Because most of the time when we read 128, we think God told me to make a lot of babies. Now let me just say this. If you have lots of babies... Ooh, I, turn down for what? Like, practice makes perfect. All right, but anyway, that's, don't repeat that. Edit, edit. But it says God blessed them. Now, now you have to remember the context of what was just said when you're reading the Bible. So, so if you take this for, by itself and you say, you're supposed to have children. That is not what this says. Referring back to the seed and you were seed; you were from God. He made you in his image. It says, God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. So am I supposed to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth with more human beings? Or am I supposed to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth with more of what I came from and show all the earth what he is and what it's like to be in Christ Jesus and what it's like to follow him because I am seated in him when I'm a follower of his and my purpose is to reproduce I have been to 150 conferences, I'm telling you, maybe more, that have told us how to make disciples. Like this is how you do it. You gotta have 12 this, you gotta have two this, you gotta do this. Those things are great, and I'm not bashing any kind of denomination or church that's doing this stuff, but but the key to me is that I have to understand that my purpose, he started it with this, is to be fruitful and multiply. And then the last thing Jesus says when he leaves is, go forth and make disciples. And in between all of this stuff, Jesus teaches while he's doing his earthly ministry about kingdom and about kingdom and about kingdom. And he's proclaiming this kingdom that's supposed to happen. But if you do your thing and you're building your kingdom and then you try to throw Jesus in as a little sidebar beside you. I love Jesus. Yes, I do. I love Jesus. How about you? And then we go do our thing and it's just whatever. And my whole purpose in life, no matter what job you do, no matter where you go, is not fruitful and multiply. And fill the earth and subdue it. And have, what's this word? I'm going to mess with y'all's theology a second. (laughs) Say dominion, please. So, if God told us to reproduce, have dominion. And there's all these awful things that happen, and when sin took place. There was a curse put on the ground, not just man, not just woman, but a curse was put on the ground. Romans says that creation groans and that, this, that we, we, God's people, are what it's groaning for as much as the return of the king because we can calm everything down if we'll ever walk in him. Here, here's what I'm convinced of, y'all. Because we cling to other kingdoms and, and try to do it our way and, and never truly walk in him, there's a lack of authority and the lack of ability to do what God has purposed us to do as his bride. I hear people say this, I'm telling you, I had an atheist this week, I'm not, I'm not kidding you. And the thing that they struggle with is all these bad things that are happening around the world and this is my struggle back to them. It's not God. Am I saying God's not in control? God is sovereign over everything, y'all. But I'm saying when he made you, the moment that he made you, he made you to have dominion over the earth. I'm not making this up. God said this and this is the first chapter. (laughs) This started everything. And subdue it. So if God's people are not then is it God that's causing the earthquakes or is it God's people and the lack of power from heaven that, that we have not walked in our purpose that that's happening. God did not cause the cancer for your house. And so today I'm going to show us what I think can shift everything we talk about a culture that's going to change everything when God's people start praying and mountains start moving think people are going to come in and say I want some of what you've got there's something different on your house there's something different in your life because what we want is the blessing but we don't want to go through the process that it takes and we miss the point point. and he says you'll have dominion over all these things the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and the heavens and over every living thing that moves. On the earth and sin came in this world and that was taken away. But the second Adam came and his name was Jesus and he came back in. And I'm telling you, he did not just purpose you to get saved and go through the motions. He purposed you to bring back this culture. There's not an Eden that we're going to find somewhere and we're going to pick fruit off of trees and do that. God has purposed you for this world that is hurting and lost and doesn't know the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ so that you can show them. But I think this world is tired of hearing it and they want to see it and they're ready to see God's people live what they're talking about. And we are megaphones that are yelling and screaming, you're awful, you're awful, you're awful change. And we're not showing them anything and people don't care what you know until they see that you care and you they see that you love them and they see that there is authority and power in our words. And that is the problem, y'all. So God's purpose for every one of you is to be fruitful and multiply. But the problem is, I believe we are being fruitful and multiplying. It's just not what he purposed us to be fruitful and multiply to do. Like, when you look at societies and they're spreading and you look out and go, things are getting worse. There is a fruit and there is multiplication. It just may not be God's plan in the fruit and in the multiplication. And if our mindsets don't change and we keep doing the same thing and we say, you know what? If we'll just pray a little bit more and I believe in prayer, I'm t- I believe in it, I believe we should pray more. But if we just circle around and pray over things but we keep living defeated lives, not believing God, you can pray for 100 hours this next week. But if you don't truly believe God, And let him change your mind. Notice I have not said one thing about behavior yet. Your mind is what's up for grabs. Nothing's going to change. Can I tell you why? This will never change. We reproduce after our own kind. We reproduce who we are every single time. So, I want to take you in Galatians chapter 5, and then I want to show you an illustration that I think is tangible and easy to understand and powerful because I'm telling you, I believe that the greatest move of God in the history of the world is about to take place. But what it's going to take place in is a mindset change in the church, and why not us, y'all? Why not God's church here in the upstate of South Carolina? Galatians chapter 5, look at this. This is fruit. This is seed. This is reproduction. It says, Now the works of the flesh are obvious or evident. The works of the flesh. Can I give you all a review? You're you're always in battle over your body and your flesh versus the spirit of God inside of you if you're a follower of Jesus. Always. That is what's up for grabs. Your mind, your will, your emotions, your soul, that is your soul, is, is always what's up for grabs. And so, He says, look, the works of the flesh are obvious. This is is what they are. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality. that's, That's pleasures, idolatry, worshiping other gods. We could start naming them. We don't have wooden images, but we have as many gods as any civilization has ever had. Because anything that sits at the center of your life is your God at that current moment. We have many, 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 many thousands of other gods. And sorcery and enmity strife jealousy fits of anger dissension and division my goodness does that sound like the church everybody envy drunkenness orgies things and things like these i warn you as i warned you before that those who do such things will not everybody say inherit, inherit. it's an interesting word isn't it will not have a legacy that is the kingdom of god now i'm saying this is an opinion I believe a lot of people walk in sin and are saved because I believe that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you are saved. And I believe a lot of people have never gotten to the point that they understand that even though you've been saved, your flesh is still fighting you every single day. But the inheritance that you are supposed to have is not just heaven, but kingdom. And here and now... It's what God is waiting to do. Guy, I didn't make it up in, in, in John chapter 14 and 16 when he talked about the Holy Spirit. This is Jesus so much. And he said, You'll do greater things than I did. That is an inheritance, that is a kingdom movement that is going to take place. Why? Because the Holy Spirit of God is inside of you. And for me to be fruitful and multiply and think, well, I can speak, so that's going to do something. Ah, that's not anything. He doesn't need my microphone. He could shut me up today and there could be the greatest kingdom movement of all time by my silence if I'm obedient to him. He never needs any talent. He never needs any cool people. He never needs anything like that. He needs radical obedience in following him. And that's how we begin to reproduce after his own kind. You see, I think this is the problem, y'all. We so desire to inherit, but we're not mature enough to receive our inheritance. And I'm going to show you this in a minute, and I need you to keep this in the back of your minds because it's how I'm going to close. But I hear people say all the time, I don't understand how that person, when they speak, when they believe God for something, something shifts. But you've not seen the seed that they've sown for 10 years. You've not watched them be faithful over and over. We judge people because we see something. And we can't see the true maturity in Christ that they have. And so we want what they have, but we're not willing to go through the disciplines to get there. Because it is a duty for us and not a joy or a delight for us, but there is a discipline in the middle that we have to walk in. Every single day, it's not behavior. It's discipline, 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 discipline. And there is something that happens in those disciplines that I don't want to do at the time and I don't feel like it. And sometimes I just get, but God does something in my spirit. That what seemed like hardships before becomes something that I can't wait to do now. Why? Because that's how he made me. And the enemy is fighting me every day with with fires in a light, y'all. With all these crazy things, with difficulties during the week, with with fights among your family. If none of y'all ever fight among your family, y'all are just better than this house. Come on, somebody. (laughs) Everything's up for grabs, y'all. And if I was your enemy, what I would do is do everything I could to make this who you are. Because if this is your seed, then guess what you're going to reap? Exactly these things. But the fruit of the Spirit, I need you to know that this is singular. This is not fruits. This is not nine things that we hope to be. This is a kingdom person and what they have sown into because they are filled with his Holy Spirit, walking with him every day. This is who you will be. So this was my thought. I talked to myself in third person, so if y'all don't ever do that, y'all are just going to have to think I'm weird. Mark, is this the way we are? You know what I mean? Like, like, we can preach and we can get crazy and we can talk, but when people think of you, Mark, do they think of love? Like, what I like to do with scripture, y'all, is put my name in the blank. You know what I mean? Mark, your fruit will be as a result of the seed that I've put in you, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, and against such things there is no law. So if the purpose is fruit, and what we're going to reproduce is after our own kind, if we don't have this, if this is not what is coming out of us, not I've got to do a little bit more and, and change, because if it's not for... But it's clinging to the presence, Lord... Like, think about the song that we sang, your presence, Lord, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Come flood this place. Y'all think that we're just talking about a warehouse building, but we're talking about my home, we're talking about my job, we're talking about my life. Come flood this place with your atmosphere. Why? Because I know me, and I know that if I have it my way, because that's the kind of Christianity that I want my way, and you do it for me and whatever, that that what I'm going to be starting to reproduce is all those 16 things that are in that list. But what God has purposed me in is love and joy and peace and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So why does that not happen? Well, I appreciate y'all asking that. Thank you, in Jesus' name. Paul continuing the same thought, Galatians 5 and Galatians 6. People read this and they take it out of context, but it is a continuation of the same thought, and this is what he said. Don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Whatever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. Whatever one sows, that is what you'll also reap. Money is seed. Words are seed. The Bible is seed, but your, your heart is seed, and it's, and it's soil that receives and if all that I want is for me and selfishness is what, is, is what I'm all about, then the reality is when one sows into his own flesh, y'all remember that? This is what the flesh looks like. I cannot receive an inheritance because he loves me enough not to give me what I wish that I had. He loves you so much that he won't give you what you, what you really would. God, if I just had this, then I could do your will. No, 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 no. If you just understood seed, you would do his will and I almost fell somebody. If you would do it. Why? Because if I sow into my flesh, I will reap corruption. Yeah, Yeah, but I talk a good game. I tell my kids, I don't want you to do this. I I look good on social media. I, I make everybody think that I'm good. It doesn't matter. Because whatever I'm sowing, I'm reaping. But to the one who sows in the Spirit, will from the Spirit reap eternal life. So let us not grow weary in doing good. And everybody thinks that this is beginning to say, this, so, we, so this is all about changing your behavior. This is all about changing your mind. Because weary is not what you're doing. Weary is your, your, your minds and your will and your emotions becoming so overwhelmed and exhausted with the battle ahead that I just quit. And I believe as a principle, it's okay to use this verse in other ways, but listen to me. This verse is talking about the fruit of the Spirit. Because it says, for in due season, everybody say due season. We will reap. We will reap if we do not give up. We will reap if we do not give up. I've been really messed up with this this week. And um, so we brought an apple up and cut it in half. How many of y'all like apples? Let me see your hands like apples. An apple away will keep the <laughs> awkward. <laughs> this is what I found fascinating. I did a bunch of research. I'm just going to take half of this guy. Y'all see the seeds on the outside of it? Can y'all see it? Y'all talk to me. Inside the apple, there's actually five seed pockets. Did y'all know that? There's seed pockets inside each apple has a different number of seeds. It's fascinating. For argument's sake, we're going to say each seed pocket has two seeds. And this little bitty seed right there, I just dropped him. I mean, they're tiny. You see them? That's two together. I think this is the problem with seed, y'all. As we look at it and say, it's "Such a small thing." Like when it comes to what I give, that's such a small thing. Like what? It's a waste of time. Or, or we say things like this, is it really that big of a deal? Have y'all ever said that? God, is it really that big of a deal if I watch this thing? Is it really that big of a deal if my girlfriend and I go a little bit too far? Is it really that big of a deal? Is it really that big of a deal? Let me tell you why it is. It's not changing your behavior that is the goal. It's helping you understand that the seed is reaping forth corruption. That is what you're going to have. So Let me explain apples. This is crazy. Did you know that an apple seed can't grow an orange tree, by the way? Like the apple tree can't look up and go, I wish that I was living in Florida because that's way better than living up north. Somebody come on, talk to me in this place. That's way better. And so Florida and Cali and wherever they're growing oranges and tropical things will be way better. The the, the apple tree doesn't get to decide that. Some of y'all have looked out and said, I wish I had their gift. And God said, I made you like I wanted to on purpose. So just be faithful and sow into what I've already done. He is the finished work. We don't have to finish the work. We just have to be faithful. But this is the cool thing about apples, y'all. Let's just argue that every apple has 10 seeds inside. And of those 10 seeds... That represents each one of these guys, y'all. Can grow what? What does it grow? If you plant it in the ground, what's it going to grow? Tree. So every apple has 10 trees inside of it. We don't think that way. We just think, right? 10 trees. And if I plant this guy in the ground and I do the watering and the tilling and I plant it, I don't ever have to make the fruit happen inside because I don't even know what that means but it's going to produce fruit eventually but th- that word is the key y'all because it takes an apple on average 5 to 7 years it takes a tree 5 to 7 years to produce the first fruit planted covered waiting what's going on I'm tired I've done what you said God I I need you to do the magic trick and wave it over and make it all done. You don't reproduce after what you wish you were. You reproduce after who you are. And most of us in this room have grown weary at some point, and we look up and say, "I give up. I'm not going anymore." But here's what we've missed, y'all. Listen to this. Once a tree starts growing fruit, the average apple grows beto- tree, excuse me, grows between 100 and 500 apples. Listen, per year. Can we do some math together? Let's say it's a hundred. Every year that means that there is a thousand trees in every tree. A thousand trees, more importantly, came from this seed every year once the next one starts producing fruit, which means in six five to seven more years. It goes from a thousand to guess how many? A thousand times a thousand. That's a million. Thank you for the quick math. Everybody's going. You can't do it on your hands, everybody. Come on. So in two generations of trees, there's a million followers or trees. And we always look out and go, I'm just this. I'm just this little bitty seed. What I'm doing doesn't matter. It's just a waste of time, Pastor. I I know that I've been called, but my calling seems so silly. I wish I had their calling. God does not need another tree and another field and another kind of fruit. He needs you to be obedient and plant yourself exactly where He wants you because God grows you where you're planted, and He wants you to do it right here and right now. But most of us look out and say, I wish I was a different tree. This ain't good enough, God. I don't even like it. This is annoying. If you keep going with that multiplication, by the way, a million becomes an unbelievable amount when you do that times a thousand itself and then a million times and then you keep doing the multiples of 10 and you keep expanding out. Let me just say this. If we did it the right way and we did it God's way and we trusted Him for the process, we did not think that we were responsible for reaping the harvest. We knew we were responsible for sowing the seed. We would reach this, listen to me, this entire world in faithfulness. We would reach this entire world because God's seed is always on schedule. And we would always, always, always be on schedule to do what he's called. And for 2,000 years, people have grown weary in doing good. And they've not had the fruit of the Spirit coming out because they sow into their flesh. And they say, I am tired, I am tired. We will never change any kind of mindsets if our minds and our worlds are not first changed in Christ Jesus. And the problem is not how much power he has. A friend of mine said this to me this week and I was like, man, that's a word. The Bible says that the harvest is plentiful but the workers are few. There is never a limit to what God can do. There is a limit to what God's people have been willing to do. For generation after generation, we've looked out and said, God can do it. Yes, he can because he decided to make you, to be his do it everybody. God made you with a purpose of being a missionary everywhere you go. I'm not talking about other countries and for some of you that will be your your destiny but you cannot reap a harvest that is good and sow into corruption. I wanna show you this because I think it's powerful. I love this verse and I get like cartwheel excited when I read this and this is how I want to end it because I think that this ties in so well with legacy. The chapter before when I started in Galatians 4 it says that all of you are heirs but you're no different than slaves because of our mindsets that we are operating no different than slaves even though we're heirs we're sons and daughters of the king. If you're my son or daughter, I want you to know that right now your inheritance is not massive if we're talking about money. But but that's my firstborn. And that's my baby girl. And they're going to get what I've got because I love my kids. And we serve a king that's way better than this guy. And he, he is ready to leave and, and fully fund everything that we could possibly imagine. But we think, God, if you'll just fund it, I'll go. And he's saying, no, you go and I'll fund it. He said this, y'all. I'll give you the keys to the kingdom. After he said the gates of hell will not prevail against on this rock, me. I, I'll build my whole church, and if you if you stand on the solid rock, there's nothing that can come against me. Neither death nor life nor angels nor demons, nor principalities and darkness. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. There is nothing, nothing that can separate us. We are overcomers because we are in Christ Jesus. And then he gave us the keys to the kingdom if we're followers of his. And he said, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Go back to Genesis 1. Subdue it. Have dominion over it. Be that. Here you go. I'm going to give them back to you. You get to do it now. So what's the problem? Y'all, this is the picture that I think just, it just helped me this week. And I was like, man, my dream car. I like these new things and it's nice and all, but I love, I need my mature people in the room to talk to me in this place. I love a restored Stingray Corvette. Somebody talk to me in this place. Come on now. I heard some men go, right? If I had a fully restored Stingray, hmm, I would get to the speed limit pretty fast if y'all know what I'm talking about. But my heir would be hasten to have my car because that's my dude, right? He's my four-year-old little man. Do you know if I handed my keys to my four-year-old, that wouldn't go well? Can somebody talk to me in this play? Does anybody agree that it would go pretty poorly? I wouldn't give them the keys to my van, everybody, if you know what I'm talking about. Come on. And I have an eight-year-old that's very mature for her age, and she is the sweetest girl in the whole world. And if you paid me lots of money, I wouldn't pay her to drive me home today. (laughs) Jesus' name. I need y'all's call and response. Does that mean that they're not my heirs? So why wouldn't I give them the keys today if I love them? And if it's going to be theirs, why wouldn't I give it to them? They ain't ready. They ain't ready. This is the word for you. It's yours, but you ain't ready. This is, this, is, this is what came to my mind this week, y'all. I see people that have the faith that say things and things move. So if God gave you that authority, because like Matthew 8 says, when the centurion came up to Jesus and he said, I've got Rome backing me, and when I speak, these guys follow, but you've got heaven backing you. And when you speak, heaven follows. And we have that capability. We're not Jesus, but we have His Spirit inside of us. And if we're following Him as heirs of His, as royal ambassadors of Christ, both men and women, we can do those things. If God gave your words the authority that they should have based on Scripture, what would change? Would it be cursing and condemnation? If God answered every one of your prayers, what would shift? My life or this world? Thank God Almighty that he hasn't given us the keys that are promised for us because we ain't ready. But listen to me. When our minds change and we begin to follow him and we sow into the kingdom and we sow faithfully every day and our money and our time and our witness and everything when my life is no longer the most important thing but following jesus christ and seeking first his kingdom is the thing i'm crazy enough to believe the bible and believe that we'll be able to look at a mountain and with faith of a mustard seed say move get out the way mountain we've got somewhere to go We've got a God to serve and a gospel to seek and we don't care who doesn't believe it because we're going to seek first the kingdom of God and you stay seated if you want to stay seated but as for me and my house I'm going to stand up and shout woo! Because I believe I believe it you stay seated if you're not ready but I believe it I believe it y'all stay standing I'm about to preach. I ain't even started. <laughs> Here's what I want you to know whether you know Jesus or not. <laughs> I think this is one of the most frustratingly simple and yet overwhelmingly difficult messages that I've ever preached because the reality is y'all it's not rocket science everybody's got the 27 steps to discipleship but God gave us the blueprint did you know that this is just me being totally raw and real with y'all just laying it on the table I've just realized this y'all I can look at my kids and tell them not to but if I come home at 2 a.m. drunk guess what's going to follow? Because the apple doesn't fall. Y'all know it, say it. You reproduce who you are, not what you wish you were. And all of you see someone else's life and say, I wish I had that, but God loves you. He purposed it in you. He's waiting for you. He does not need that rock star that you think is awesome. He doesn't. Our mindsets have to change on this, y'all. Listen to me. There's so much untapped God potential in this room. It scares the devil to death. Do you know how much he's coming at you this week? Because he knows that you have a mindset that is seed. And he's going to do everything in his power to make sure that you just throw it on that hard soil and leave it away. But here's what I'm telling the devil. You can go to hell because that's where you're going anyway. And no matter what you bring against me, there's blood over my doorpost. Because the one sacrifice that needed to be made was made in my, on my behalf and on your behalf. And his name is Jesus. And the lamb was slain. And he is most high and lifted up. And we will glorify his name forever. And I'm telling y'all right now. He thought you were worthy. He thought you were worthy. I'm not asking y'all to come down and pray. I'm not asking y'all to do anything magical. I'm asking you to change your minds to His. And discipleship is, by the way, you're making disciples. It just may not be the ones you wish you were. Why? Everybody does based on who we are, not what we say. And the the only way we'll change the world and replace this culture with one greater is if we listen to heaven And listen to God and seek Him first and watch Him change our world. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. I want y'all to sing this song, Worth, and let it change your hearts. But I need you to know this. I believe in you. But it does not matter that I do. God thought enough of you to make you like Him and gave you a free will to choose whether or not you'll follow Him every single day. Isn't God awesome? Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. God, I just believe you want to do something. And I believe today was a a seeded message that the seed really is on schedule. That this is the season for sowing. And I pray that you'll do it. Do it in our hearts. Lord, I don't know why you thought so much of us and you call us worthy but we're grateful and we love you and we praise your holy name because you alone are worth it and so Lord we're just going to worship with reckless abandon we're going to worship we love you Jesus somebody in this place say amen